No, no, it's good. These are all great stories, right? The, the, these stories build our faith, right? They, you know, they help us remember, like, you know, these, these t testimonies. It's like, hey, do it again, Lord. It's, it helps us build our faith that God actually is working, right? That, we're, that he's working amongst all of us in, in, in different ways. Yeah. Our story, God's glory. It's good. So I was, I was just praying for you guys as I was as I was coming here today, and I, I do have some stuff prepared. Um, but you know, the, the one thing, and it may sound really simple, but he just he wants to remind you how much he loves you. You know that he really, he actually, he loves you obviously individually, but he he loves what you're doing here, and to not to not um, lose focus on him. And I love the worship today, Jay. You just really had us totally focused on Jesus and the fact that he is the center of, of everything, which has kind of been our theme for the last, for the last little bit. So uh, have, have you guys talked about, like, you know, Christ is the one that builds his church, stuff like that, as we've been talking about Jesus be the center of everything? You know? Yeah? Okay. Well, then some of the stuff I might say today is a bit of a repeat, but uh, the... The other thing that I felt that God wants to do is, is just remind you of what he's doing. And I'll start a story. This, this week was, you know, my testimony of this week is, you know, it was, it started off amazing. It ended in the middle of the week. It was terrible, you know, and, and it's been kind of like, okay, just get it back together from there. And we've, we've had to make in our own family, in our own life, a whole lot of different adjustments just with the realities of, of church as they are in Mississauga and the needs. Lee's had to kind of switch from homeschooling being the primary focus to actually being pretty much involved full-time in church and us figuring out homeschooling on the side of that. And that's been a, a, an adjustment we've just had to make in the last couple of weeks. And so it comes, any change, I, I don't know, for myself, for, change brings tension. Um, and a big change like this bring lots of tension. So on Tuesday, I'm testifying in our staff meeting about how, you know, hey, it's been so amazing. And we've been able to make this adjustment with, with little to no friction in our family. And on Wednesday, Lee and I are having like the biggest fight we've had in the longest time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, and on Thursday, I lost hope. Like I literally lost hope and I, I felt it drain from my body. It was the weirdest feeling because it's not a feeling I typically have, but it was like, I just don't know that I can do this. I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know how we do anything. And it was probably a couple of hours that was the emptiest feeling I have felt in a very long time, you know? And, and in that, just talking to Lee, just going like, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't see the way, I can't see the way forward. Um, on things. And, uh, you know, I, she was, she was praying for me. I just went to be alone with God and was actually struggling. So I just started actually doing something else, focused on something else I had to focus on that wasn't church or family related. And in that, getting my eyes off of myself and situation, God just filled me with hope again, you know? And I won't say it was, you know, it makes it sound really simple. It wasn't. It was like, oh, okay, I can keep going you know, and now it's fighting, you know, and fighting in prayer and fighting and praying in the spirit and uh, over the next couple of days and just like letting him restore things, things in me. And I say that because even though Jesus is the one who is building his church, he's building it through us and our partnering with him. 
And the enemy has a vested interest in, in taking us out. You know, for me, leading a church, there's there's a, a very s- significant pressure. I mean, it was wonderful, like Wayne felt to pray, just protection over us, you know, in leading. And uh, we do need that at different times, is praying that this morning, you know. And uh, it's, it's I, I say this to us because, you know, God really does have a plan and purpose for Lifehouse Waterloo. You know, for what's happening here that goes far beyond what we see right now. And as I was preparing last night, uh, even though it wasn't what he gave me to speak on, the things that he was talking to me about was just a, uh, about our thinking, you know, and that we have, we can't always trust what, we f- what we're thinking and feeling. It's actually really important we don't. And I listened to someone speak this, and, and I'm going to share this part of it with you before I go into another. And they said this. They're saying that, you know, we all have facts, but facts are neutral. You know, the reality is a fact is just that it is just that it's like, okay, you know, I have X number of dollars in my bank account. I, this, this thing, you know, things that are facts, they're very objective, but they are, they're in and of themselves, they are neutral when it's a fact. But the problem is we, we put thoughts on a fact, you know, so we apply meaning to it. We apply, oh, well, I have this fact, so that means X, Y, Z. Or, you know, if in, in this particular situation, this fact must result in this. And we have history we bring to that. We have all kinds of different things we bring to facts and then form these thoughts around them. And it's there that we have to be really careful. Because we're either going to have God's thoughts about a situation or we're not going to have God's thoughts about a situation. And those thoughts are going to be either informed by a kingdom perspective or they're going to be informed, you know, very often by the enemy whispering in our ear, you know, or past situations whispering in our ear. You know, when I lost hope, that was not God's perspective that I had, you know, that was me looking at different things and, and applying my own experiences applying negative thinking, applying whispers from the enemy and going, there's no hope. But that wasn't true. You know, it was just how I felt in the moment and how I was choosing to interpret the facts that I was dealing with in that, in that time. And, and here's the thing, a thought, it turns into feelings, right? So again, my feeling, I lost hope, you know, but any situation, when we start, we take that fact, we apply thoughts to it. Now feelings, come in with that you know and emotions and and these things who start going oh well this must mean this you know and then and that thought leads to feelings and those feelings flood and those are powerful right once feelings come in now it's really powerful and they're reinforcing whatever belief whether that's a false belief or a true belief about a situation you know and then those feelings bring us to a point of choice and that choice it turns into a result at the, at the end of the day, when those feelings lead us to something, like I could have made a choice to stay in a place of no hope. Jay could have made a choice to say, I don't want to do this this morning, and so I'm not going to. You know, his feelings were leading him to, I don't want to do this. And then he applied the truth, you know, that he'd heard on Friday, the truth of the kingdom, the truth of God's word, the truth of who God has called him to be and what he's called him to do, and was able to break through those feelings and make a different thing and have a completely different result you know, by leading us into worship today than he would have had had he chosen to not. 
And that's, that literally, you know, that process is happening to us every moment of our lives. You know, what we choose to believe about ourselves, about God, about each other, about our circumstances. And these are incredibly powerful things. You know, we are led, we are led by our thoughts. You know, it's why one of the things that God talks about that we need when we talk about taking our old self and putting on our new self is the renewing of the mind. Because if we don't renew our mind in the truth of who God is, you know, if we're not renewing our mind in, in, in the reality of his kingdom, then we end up just trapped by, by our, the, the negative thoughts. And it's very susceptible to what the enemy would want to do, who doesn't want God's kingdom to come about, who doesn't want, you know, what God has for our lives to come about. So the person that I was talking, that was, was speaking on this, they, they uh, were sharing the, the absolutely. <laughs> you are wanted, Wayne. You are wanted. <laughs> So the person that was sharing this, they said, let me tell you, they use the term intentional thinking, you know, and it's, it's the, the process they shared, which I think is a really good process. We're saying like, look, observe your thoughts, recognize that your thinking is a choice. And it's, it's really important we do this, right? We, we stop and pause and go, hold on, what am I believing or thinking about this situation, about this person? And they were speaking of it in context of marriage. You know, and saying like, look, you know, in their context, they're like, hey, every married person thinks at one point that they've married the wrong person. You know, they're like, oh, this is, you know, this isn't, I've married the wrong person. My life would be different if I was married to someone else or if I was single or whatever, you know, and that's, and, and that's just such a, a great place for the enemy to take root in our lives. But saying, hey, actually, if we will start with intentional thinking that this person that we're married to is a gift, you know, if you're single today, you know, look at your singleness as a gift. Because, you know, I know people that have, have, that have been single for a long time, you know, and, and they see that as a curse in their life as opposed to, okay, Lord, at this moment, this is a blessing, you know, this is a blessing. And yeah, I, I would, I would, you know, I, maybe I still want to be married, you know, but right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy this moment. If married, it's like, hey, God, you have partnered me with this person. You've brought them into my life. I've chosen to be in, you know, in this relationship with them. And it is good. It's a good cho choice. It's a good decision. And Lord, you come and, and you know, keep showing me the truth of that. But it's an intentional thing to then always be looking for the good. To always be looking at it from God's perspective. You know, in, in what we're doing and what we're facing. And so... You know, when we do that, when we start to actually recognize our thoughts and reject, like do exactly what scripture says, right? We take our thoughts captive and submit them to Christ. So we submit our thoughts to the hope that was found in the gospel. Whether that thought be about a spouse, whether that thought be about a friend, about ourselves, about a situation, whatever it is, part of this process of us being sanctified is, is literally our thoughts being sanctified. You know, we apply the truth of scripture. We try the truth of God's word, what he said to us, whether that's through the written word or through things that have been spoken to us or things we've heard, other people have encouraged. We take that truth and apply it. Wayne still wanted. <laughs> you know? 
And then we've got to look for strong evidence that that thought is true. Because, you know, we're basically trying to, if we've got a negative thought, it's got a pathway in our minds. So when we, when we have this new thought, it's like, okay, I've got to put, you know, keep reinforcing that that is true, that that thing is true in my mind. So if it's about a, a friend or a spouse, it's, oh, you know what, that person's a blessing in my life because of this. Oh, God brought them into my life because they add this to my life. Oh, God brought them into my life because they add that to my life. You know, sometimes it, it, it's just, it's remembering the promises of God over people or, or what he's shown us about them. Like, oh yeah, God, they may not be doing that right now, but this is, this is what you've said will be. You know, and then we've got to put that new thought into practice. And that new thought, putting it into practice, could be speaking it, it could be taking an action with it, but we've, it's, it's doing something with it. You know, Jay put, I'm using his example, hope you don't mind, but he used that testimony, and so he put it into practice, he did it. It's not just a, oh, I should do it, but he did it. You know, he did it. You, Anthony, took something that he was taught last week, and it's like, okay, I'm going to actually put this into practice this week. I'm going to change what I do at the end of my day from watching a movie to listening to a sermon to praying to being with God. And uh, those those things, it's, it's not anyone that's tried to change a habit or change things. It's not easy, but this is part of that process of sanctification. It's part of the perseverance that Mark was talking about. You know, it's that, okay, I'm going to persevere in, in this. I'm going to persevere in, in changing my thinking until it, you know, more often lines up with God's truth than it does with what I've, I'm used to experiencing and what I'm used to believing about a situation. So God is building this church, you know? It may not be as quickly as we would want, and it may not be in the linear path that we would want it to be in. You know, we can look at situations, we can look at the ups and the downs and the hills and the valleys and go, Ugh, where is God? What's he, what's he doing? You know, and, and sometimes we don't know. Honestly, I'm sure when the fire happened for you, you weren't like, oh, I totally see what God is doing, <laughs> right? In the, in the midst of that, it's like, oh my goodness, God, how, how is this ever going to work out? You know, what is going to happen? And uh, I'm sure we've all had those thoughts about different situations at different, at different times. But he is at work, and he is working, and he does have a plan, you know, and us, us encouraging each other and reminding each other of that plan is, is so key. I'm encouraged. I'm sitting here and like, you know, again, it's the ideal is that you've got someone similar, you know, you know we, we have a leader in place here, which, again, God's working that out. He's, he's, he is working that out, and we're just seeking him, and we're Going, okay, Lord, you know, who is the right person? And I know he will put the right person into place at the exact right time because he's the one that's building here. Um, but we, we trust him in that process. Hmm. Remember that Jesus, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. You know, he is the head of the church. The church overall, but he's the head here as well. You know, I am not the head. Jesus is, you know, and I walk in submission to him. I have a role he's given me to play, but Jesus is the head of the church. 
Jesus is the head of Lifehouse Kitchener Waterloo, and Jesus is going to bring about his purposes here. Yeah? He will bring about his purposes. Let me read something from Ephesians over us. Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Lord, I pray that over us. Would you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know you better? Paul then says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Open our, the eyes of our hearts, Lord. I pray that we would be enlightened, that we would know the hope to which you've called us, that we would know the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. In that, Lord, I pray, I pray your abundance, abundance of hope, abundance of finance, abundance of everything needed, that this would be a community that would be known for overflow in every way. This would be a people that would experience your overflow in every way. Hmm. We also know the hope of your incom incomparably great power for us who believe. Lord, I thank you that your power healed Sophie. Yeah, may, we, may we know your incomparably great power, that same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that we would know that in every area of our life, whether it's a need of healing or a need of answers in our workplace or a need of a place to live or whatever whatever that need we would know your incomparably great power hmm. Hmm. i thank you lord that that same power is, is what raised christ jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand at your right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Then Paul writes, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him, as in uh, Jesus, to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I'm going to send you what I wrote out for today, because it's just a whole pile of scriptures, you know, and I'll, I'll email it out to everyone just for you to be able to look at, because it's about Jesus, the head of the church, Jesus builds the church, and Jesus has commissioned the church to advance God's kingdom by going and making disciples. And uh, it's wonderful, because if we, if we look at this and go, hey, we're going to have to do this in our own power, we can't. What we do have to be willing to do in, is, is surrender to him and let him build. You know, it, does it come at a cost? A hundred percent. You know, for Anthony, the cost was giving up movies at the end of the day this week, you know, or a TV show at the end of the day. That was a cost. It's a cost, right? At the end of the day, the, 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 what you receive 
from that is so much greater, but at the end, it still has a cost to it. There was a cost in me coming today. There was a cost in Jay leading us in worship. There was a cost for all of you to show up, you know, today. And, uh, but when we say yes to God, despite what things look like, despite what's happening, what the, the, the faith muscle that you are building is huge. You know, that, that ability, perseverance is a gift. It's a, uh, one of the fruits of the spirit is perseverance. You know, it's also one of the aspects of love, you know, that we persevere. We persevere. God spoke over this church that it would be an influential church in the city, that it was going to reach students, that it was going to reach the tech sector, that it would be a place where people would come, that would be receive healing, where they would come to know him, that many people would come to know Jesus through what he would do in this church. And uh, that's his, you know, he spoke that word through one of the people on our staff at that time, Lynn, who is very prophetic. So it's a word I hold I hold and I'm reminded and I encourage myself in, you know, and I want to encourage you with, you know, because, because there's nothing small about what you're doing and there's nothing small about this church when you look at the people, you know, and it's not a church that is meant to stay small. That's not the, the goal or the purpose of this at all. And it won't. And, you know, it's faith is believing despite what is Remember Miriam, <laughs> who laughed when was told that she would have a child in her old age. You know, we can look. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you correcting me. <laughs> you know, remember that. You know, remember, there's so many stories when it's like, it does not look the way we think it's supposed to look. And yet God is moving and working. I'm super encouraged that you guys have, like, I mean, as we're talking testimonies, people are like, oh, I remember Mo and Shobna saying this. I remember Paul saying this. That is great. I'm so glad you're, 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 you know, even in this season where it's not as we would want things to be, God is still working and he's giving to you and he is, he's depositing in you and he's, he's preparing for what it is that he is going to do. So uh, let me bless you. Let me bless you. Lord, I, I bless this amazing group of people who come and gather under the banner of Lifehouse Kitchener Waterloo, who you deeply love. Lord, keep them encouraged. You know, may facts of, of where the enemy would want to come and discourage, where the enemy would want to come and rob of faith and rob of hope and, and steal, kill, and destroy. In, you know, remind each one here of their significance in you. Remind each one here of what it is that you are doing. And Lord, bless them. Give them everything they need to carry out the work that you have given them to do. I know it's not easy. But Lord, may they, may, while they, we, none of us may fully see where it is you're taking us and the process you're taking us through, May we not despise the process and not despise the length of time the process takes. Because you are building something 
that is meant to stand. And so as you, as you refine us, as you work in us, as you prepare the ground for what it is you're going to do, Lord, I bless everyone here. I bless everybody here that they would know you, just how wide and deep your love is. They would have that wisdom, spirit of wisdom and revelation, and they would know the hope for which they are called. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.